What's up, guys? Welcome to Real Men Talk. Today, we're going to be talking about the story of Absalom and comparing it to today's time. Let's get with it on Real Men Talk. Welcome to Real Men Talk, discussing the tough issues facing men and their families every day. Here are your hosts. All right, guys. Here we go. We're going to get with this today. We're going to be uh, talking about the story of Absalom. Uh, you can find this story in 2 Samuel, uh, chapters 15 through 18. So Absalom was the third son of David. And he tried to overthrow David his father, the king. And uh, we're going to take a look at this. Um, just we're not going to dig real deep into it. We could do several podcasts on on everything, but uh, we're just going to do a quick rundown um, of the story. We're going to take a look at it. Um, but if you want to if you want to study it yourself, you can find it there in Second Samuel. And uh, I encourage you to do that. Um, don't ever take just what I say for Batum. Um, you should always do your own studying. Um, but we're going to get right into this. So Absalom, again, um, the third son of David. So you see David. Um, David's not well. And Absalom is angry. And so... Absalom constructs this plan to overthrow the king. Um, so what he does is he sits in front of the city gates. And um, so 2 Samuel 15 uh, verses 3 through 4 says this. It says, Absalom said to him, talking to a somebody who was trying to enter the city, look, your claims are good and right, but the king does not have anyone to listen to you. He added, for only, if only someone would appoint me judge in the land, then anyone who had a grievance or dispute could come to me, and I would make sure he received justice. So you see Absalom sitting here and uh, being a punk, and basically he's telling people, Okay, so if if you're not educated on Israel um, kings and the, the way the king would work was that when people had problems, they would come to him and he would settle it. You see it several times, um, uh, a popular story that uh, people know a lot of it would be um, Solomon, where the two women came to him. Um, the one lady rolled over and killed her baby. So she was saying that this other lady's baby was hers. And that's, that's the way the king would handle things. So when somebody had a grievance in the land, they would come to them and they would make the best decision possible. And of course they were king. So whatever they said went, well, you see Absalom here and Absalom's basically going, Hey, you know, the king's not, he, he don't know what he's doing anymore. Um, I, you're right. 
you're right in your grievance or in your issue, whatever, uh, whatever you want to call it there. But he's he's not he's not well enough to see you or he doesn't have anybody to see you or your your problems really aren't important to him. But but if you would if you would name me king or judge of the land, I would make sure you receive justice, you know, and you see Absalom doing this, man. And it's such a slap in uh, in David's face, um, his father, the king. And, uh, you, you know, you see in, in this story where Absalom, he gets chariots. He starts uh, running around with entourage. Um, you, you know, these people are the, who he gets all these chariots and these shoulders, the s- soldiers um, to go before him, um, making him look like a big shot everywhere he goes. People kind of started noticing him, um, you know, and he really grasped a hold of this thing. And, and he really, he kind of started to gain the popularity of these people. And you see where um, where he's like, "Hey, uh, we we've got we've got enough. Maybe we should go into Jerusalem, and um, we should just take over." Well, you see, David David catches wind, freaks out, and uh, he bails, and he leaves. Absalom comes in and kind of just takes over, and. Um, you know he's got he's got his own people who advise him. He's got his own advisors, um, you, you know, and you see them kind of advising. He really relies on them, um, kind of advising him, you know, as to what he needs to do, where he needs to go, what's his next move. You know, well, David, David sends one then too. It gets to the point where now we have David hiding, and you have got. Absalom sitting on the throne in Jerusalem and it gets to the point of war. And so Absalom takes some unwise advice and he decides that he's going to overthrow King David. He's going to hunt him down. He's going to kill him and he's going to be the sole king of Jerusalem. It's no longer going to be self-proclaimed. It's going to be legit. He's going to kill him. He's going to take care of it. But what he doesn't understand, and this is this is a key point, is David is a bad dude. David's men were bad dudes. They, they were no joke. Um, if you've ever had a chance to do a study on the mighty men you should do it it is phenomenal um it's really cool so these guys you know they're bad to the bone and um it's kind of cool because you see david's david's advisor that he actually sit in to absalom that even he's like hey bro this ain't you, you know this ain't gonna work um you know your dad's a bad dude you know his men are bad dudes you're gonna get out there you're going to lose men and you're going to lose a popularity and nobody's going to put any trust in you. Nobody's going to see you as king, but Absalom's advisor. And I give you names to all these guys, but I can't pronounce them anyways. So 
you know, hey, take a look at it. But Absalom's advisor, you know, was like, hey, you should do this. This is this is what your next step needs to be. So he does. He goes after David and he loses desperately um, like 12,000 men. And, um, you know, of course, Absalom gets taken off and uh, he takes off running on a donkey. And you see Absalom here. He's he's on the run. He is lost. Um, this self-appointed king. I know you can't see my air quotes, but this self-appointed king. And he's riding on a donkey and his head gets caught in an oak tree. Okay, so the Bible talks about how he is suspended in the air. So his feet can't touch the ground. Um, I've heard people say that it is, you know, his hair um, was was caught in the tree. You know, his head got caught in the tree. Either way, nonetheless, this self-appointed king is now hanging from an oak tree, still alive, and Joab who is David's right-hand man, finds him and decides to take matter into his own hands. Now, prior to this, when after after David whooped Absalom's guys, um, the traitors, you see even at this point, David's like, hey, please take it easy on Absalom when you find him. Bring him to me alive. Um, and Joab's like, look, bruh, this ain't this is not going to end well for anybody. He finds him hanging there in the tree, and it says that he took three spears and stuck them in Absalom. And then had all of his guys, his um armor bearers, circle around Absalom and and just kill him. And so you see this uh, again, my air quotes, self-appointed king. And you see him die in shame. And so th- there, there are two things that we need to understand that are, that are happening here in, in this story. One, and I've said it many times here, Absalom was self-appointed. Um, even after he had died there in chapter 18, it talks about how there was a, um, he had built a pillar for himself and named it after himself. Uh, everything he did was self-appointed, was self-gratification, was self-motivated. And then you have David, who was chosen by God. He was king because God chose to put him there. And these two facts are very important. Um, throughout this entire story, you know, this this is what it boils down to. You have a self-appointed man who was trying to take reign over a God-chosen individual that, you know, Absalom thought that he could he could take reign, he could take over, he could um you, you know force himself in onto the throne into leadership. And he didn't need, quote, unquote, God's blessings, even though David was God's appointed. Absalom thought he could take things into his own hands. Um, And you see how by the end of this story, 
Absalom's self-appointed self-gratification left him hanging, literally hanging. And yet God's chosen was still on the throne. So we're going to take a little break. Um, and when we come back, we're going to get, we're going to look at this and compare it to, um, to today and kind of the events that have happened over the past week. And, and we're going to kind of take a look at that. Um, but before we go to break, of course, I want to give a shout out to our sponsors. Um, this portion of Roman talk is brought to you by Jewelers Bench here in Popper Bluff, Missouri. Thank you. We'll see you back after the break. If you want to be part of the conversation, join us on Thursday nights at 6.30 p.m. We gather with other like-minded Christian brothers to discuss modern, hard-hitting topics that affect men on a daily basis and use a biblical approach to overcoming common strongholds that affect our families. We show men the importance of being the spiritual leader of their home and what it means to be a real man in the eyes of Christ. Join us at the Palace of Praise located at 1400 Herschel Best Boulevard in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. We meet in room 400 every Thursday. You're invited to come be a part of the discussion. If you have a question or comment about this week's show, please email us at realmenatpalaceofpraise.com. Now, back to the show. All right, guys, welcome back to Real Men Talk. So, before the break, we were discussing the story of Absalom. And and I kind of want to take a look at Absalom as an individual and kind of compare it to the spirit that it is kind of happening today. Um, you know, so Monday was July 4th. Um, we so ce- we celebrated America's birthday, 246. Um, this great and wonderful nation, um, country we call home. But while many of us, and I'm sure most of us were celebrating this great nation. There were many people who were protesting. Um, I've, I've read articles, you know, I read an article and I'm just going to give you kind of the, the tagline um, July 4th there in St. Louis was the um, bloodiest day in history. We had 19, 19 people shot. Uh, I think it said seven people had died. Um, you see, Oh, I can't even remember where it's happened at now. I feel bad. Um, but the sniper that um, shot into the parade, you, you see these things and and, and, I, and I, I'm appalled. It is it is sad that people have taken these things into their own hands. And I know you got radicals on both sides. You know, I know that there are people who call themselves conservatives um, and who are for America and do stupid stuff, too. I, I, I get it. Um, you know, but some of the stuff that people were protesting, you know, you've seen a lot of women's rights. There's my air quotes again. Women's rights um, over the Roe versus Wade overturn last week. Why? Why they have to use that day, you know, July 4th to, to protest that, um, you know, because we've taken so much. We've taken so much away. You know, they're, they're calling for Clarence Thomas's. Um, they're calling to impeach Clarence Thomas, um, you, you know, who kind of um, really pushed this overturning Roe versus Wade. And he's already um, declaring 
you know, on other stuff that, you know, we talked about, but, uh, you know, we, we've taken so much away. Well, you know, if you want abortion, then go to a state that will allow you to have abortion, um, you know, because people aggravate me is what it boils down to. Um, you, you know, they're they're protesting and raising cane um, over something that they can still do. I mean, nobody, nobody can stop them. It is, it is strictly up to the state. So if you want to live in a liberal state, then move to a liberal state. Get the heck out of the conservative states and leave us alone. Seems like wise advice to me. Anyways. All right. So that was a rabbit trail. Um, you know, and another thing this Juneteenth. So I, I heard a guy the other day, um, guy I respect. And I understand where he's coming from, you know, but um, he was like, I, I really support Juneteenth. He said, I, I understand that. And I was like, wait a minute. Okay, so here's here's my plug on Juneteenth. Do I think that slavery is okay? No, I don't. Do I think that um, that it being abolished was a good thing? Absolutely. But. I think that the spirit behind Juneteenth is the same spirit that is driving all the rest of this stuff. It's driving everything. Um, it's driving Juneteenth. It's driving abortion. It's driving um, Black Lives Matter. You know, all the all these these hate groups, the, these groups that are against. Yeah, I call them hate groups. Um, that are against the, you know, the nuclear family that are against the church, the, you know, and, and what it all boils down to is it is attack on the church and Jesus Christ. So Juneteenth, why I have a problem with Juneteenth is this again, the same spirit that, that has driven everything else is driving this also. That's one, two, America is the youngest nation from the beginning, the birth of our nation to the time that we abolished slavery to ever do it. We were the youngest, to, not the only one. I'm not saying we're the only country that's ever done it because we're not, but we were the youngest. To come to that realization in such a short term of time is unprecedented. And it is the Constitution and the fact that America was founded on Christian values is the reason why we abolished it in the first place. So slavery, as wrong as it is, has been around since the beginning of time. Read the Bible. Adam and Eve had slaves. I mean, it literally, literally since the fall of man. Okay. Not, not before the fall, but since the fall of man, slavery has been a thing. You'll you'll not go through any point of history anywhere in any part of the country that does not have slavery. So it is our Constitution and the founding and the rights that this great nation has given us as the individuals that had given us the opportunity to overthrow slavery. It was it was bloody. It was it was awful. And so when you when you take Juneteenth, you are you are disgracing all of the lives that were lost during the Civil War of everybody who fought to stop slavery. 
that is the reason why I have a problem with Juneteenth. And I, I will not support, my family will not support, um, and I do not think that anybody should support. So, you know, so you see people, and I'm not trying to make this all about America because it's not, it's not just about America. But when we begin to look at the story of Absalom, I bet you were wondering when I was getting there, weren't you? Yeah, you was. All right, so when you, when you look at the story of Absalom, you look at somebody who was self-appointed, who thought they had the right to become king, even though the king was already in place. So when you start to look at the uh, of all the events that have happened and are happening currently, the protests, the 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 burning buildings downing, and people killing people. I mean, all these different things. It is for a self-appointed a self-gratification movement, okay? Perfect example, Roe versus Wade. Roe versus Wade is the perfect example of a self-motivated movement. Why? Because abortion is taking somebody else's life because they are an inconvenience to you. It is not not my body, my choice. That's everything you are hearing right now. It's ridiculous. It has nothing to do with you know well it's my body i had it's my choice no god appointed no that's the bad that's that's the wrong word to use god will use whatever situation if that baby is birthed out of sin whether it be rape incest or just your own selfish motivated unable to control yourself sin and that's what it is um, God could still use that baby. There is still hope for that baby. So the fact that you take things into your own hands and kill that baby, you that is that is self gratification in any form, in any form. It, you know, and I I know that's hard to hear, but that's that's truth. Um, even we won't go there. Anyways, so this is a perfect example of self-gratification this whole pride movement all of it is self-gratification all of it is self-appointed um you, you know into into some type of leadership of, of what kind of leadership i don't i don't know and i don't understand but i know that it's self-appointed and is not of god it's not there is nothing about the pride movement and homosexuality and and all of that that has anything to do with God. Everything that it is is a slap in God's face. So we get back to this, this self-appointed, this self-appointed, this self-gratification, this self-movement is what it is. It is all about self. It is a lie that people have bought into. Um they have been deceived and they have been lied to and they have been they bought into it hook line and sinker um but you have the church yeah i'm i'm getting here you have the church who is appointed by god who is chosen by god and everything that is pushing this self movement is trying to drive out the church with everything it has, it is trying to drive out Jesus. 
It is trying to drive out the church. It is trying to drive out the, the, the Holy Spirit, and it will do anything that it can to, to overthrow us. And see, the, the thing is, is like today, if you stop it and you, you analyze what has been happening over the last few, over the last month, a uh, couple months, as a individual Christian, it can be so overwhelming. It can be so overwhelming. It can be so hard to just digest. You know, are, are we outnumbered? Are are we outnumbered? But back back to the story of Absalom, David was outnumbered. But David was chosen by God, just as we are today chosen by God. And you see in the end, Absalom, in all of his self-gratification and his self-appointedness and all this stuff, left himself hanging from an oak tree. How, how embarrassing would that have been as an individual to be riding on a donkey and find yourself hanging from an oak tree, unable to get out and being destroyed? So... You, you take that and you compare it to today. This movement will not win. It will not win. It may fight until Jesus comes back, and that's fine. But I got news for you. We're going to win. Why? Because when, when all else fails, we will be sitting before the King of Kings. We will be putting our crowns at his feet and worshiping Jesus Christ in person. No longer in the streets, no longer in the churches, at his feet, we will win because we are self, we are not self-appointed. We are chosen by God. We are chosen. And because we are chosen by God, we cannot lose because in the end, it is God who is in control at all times of all things. He is in control. You know, that is encouraging to me. It's encouraging to me because as overwhelming as things can be, it's nice to know that the king is still on our side. The king is still on the throne. It doesn't matter how much they try to self-appoint themselves, um, try to gratify themselves by building themselves altars and and all these things it doesn't they can they can do it all they want but in the end in the end we will win jesus will win you know and maybe today maybe maybe you're overwhelmed maybe things have 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 shaken you um Maybe maybe you don't understand um, what's going on. Email me. Um, I have uh, email address realmen at palaceofpraise.com. We have we are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Message us. Uh, maybe you have a comment, a concern. Let us know, and uh, I'd be more than happy to discuss it. Uh, this portion. Um, of Roman Talk was brought to you by RLP Construction. Thank you. Um, and as always, I want to end in a prayer. Holy Spirit, teach us to be leaders of our homes, 
and of our communities and of our churches. And teach us to be godly, courageous men. In Jesus' name, amen. You've been listening to Real Men Talk, brought to you by Palace of Praise Church in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. If you would like to get in touch with us, shoot us an email, realmenatpalaceofpraise.com or visit our website at palaceofpraise.com. If you're a man age 16 and up and would like to be a part of the conversation, join us at the Palace of Praise every Thursday night at 6.30 p.m. If you don't have a home church, consider joining us for worship on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. and 6 p.m. Palace of Praise is located at 1400 Herschel Best Boulevard in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. New episodes of Real Men Talk drop every Thursday at 5 p.m. You can find us at iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Anchor.fm, Amazon, and more. Real Men Talk is a production of Palace Media Service. the conversation. Join us on Thursday nights at 6.30 p.m. We gather with other like-minded Christian brothers to discuss modern, hard-hitting topics that affect men on a daily basis and use a biblical approach to overcoming common strongholds that affect our families. We show men the importance of being the spiritual leader of their home and what it means to be a real man in the eyes of Christ. Join us at the Palace of Praise located at 1400 Herschel Best Boulevard in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. We meet in room 400 every Thursday. You're invited to come be a part of the discussion.